it is a whole different world to road racing, definitely. So much so, on one of the races where I went to, my wife said at the start, I said, you really need to do something about your appearance. So everyone said, just look at you. She said, you look like a road runner. I said, why? She said, well, everyone around you, they've either got a beard, they've got a tattoo. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Running Tales podcast, the podcast that attempts to tell the extraordinary stories of everyday runners. I'm Craig Lewis and today's guest is A.D. Pendred, a latecomer to the world of running who's gone on to complete several sub three-hour marathons and find a love of trail and ultra running, even if he doesn't feel like he fits in. Send us your beard growing tips, folks, and we'll pass them on. I spoke to A.D. about how time isn't his be-all and end-all, his love of little trainers and how his body survived a predicted collapse at 50. But I started our conversation by asking him how he first discovered running. I used to play football early on in life um, and packed that up in the 20s and actually didn't like running at all at school or any time up to about 12 years ago when I took um, one of my lads to Kettering Harriers and while I was having to wait there for him to do his stuff for an hour and a half or whatever it was, I got chatted, talked into by an old school friend who I met there. Um, she persuaded me to go running after a couple of weeks because <laughs> I still didn't want to go running. Um, and something, yeah, just something clicked. Yeah. So what was it she kind of said that got you go running, oh, it's gonna, you need to get fitter or you um, just need to do something now you're not playing football? Yeah, she, well, she, she just said, well, what, you, what's your choice, Amy? Go, go back home or go Tesco doing your shopping. So, um, yeah. That, <laughs> Everything beats Tesco. <laughs> I did Tesco once and yeah, yeah, I got it. So I went with that with her. I still didn't like it after the first one, to be honest, because I was just, they took me on about five, six K and I was just, had it. Um, I guess I've not got, I've, I've gone in jean shorts, I think. Um, just some trainers that I got and just everything I guess was wrong. Um, but the second week I, I went again, I went and bought some well just football shorts and um and something clicked and i don't know what it was i think i've seen people at the front and um ahead and thinking well if they can do it maybe i can yeah but not realizing actually they were probably half my age and <laughs> doing it a lot better but yeah and then got persuaded to go into further distances from that but I needed persuading. Yeah. And was that a... It sounds like that was a proper sort of running group. What, what, which group was that? That Well, it was Ketchum Harriers, and there was a... Um, yeah, it was it was their running group within Ketchum Harriers that I went with, um, and they kind of had two groups, a fast group and a slower group. Um, uh, yeah, and, and then I ended up joining Ketchum Harriers. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, Amanda, who did all that, um, she helped out a lot there did a lot of the coaching for the kids sadly she died last year so yeah it was a bit of a last year was a bit sad in that way but she helped me my kids and loads of others get into running and I think these days you are quite involved with with helping out yourself there and really being inclusive within the community and getting other people running yeah, yeah, I try and persuade other people if we can. I've got a little group I'm in, well, a little group we've kind of formed with a couple of mates, there's four of us, and we go out every Saturday um, and go running. And we got into swim running as well. <laughs> it's a bit, bit crazy, but um, yeah, we just basically now just go and have a good laugh more than anything. Yeah, we, we go, all go in races, um, but we've, 
we've kind of not so serious as we used to be. We're, we're <laughs> we've done our times and realise it's not all about, it's all more about having a social laugh. <laughs> well, I think that's probably something I want to get back onto actually, yeah, the social yeah. side of running. But you did there mention you've done your times and your achievements because from someone who came into running quite late, didn't really like it, you did go on and do some pretty good running. Um, are you able to sort of tell people like that? Because I think it includes a sub three marathon for a start. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm just, I'm just lucky. I'm just lucky that my build is like it is. I didn't set out for any times um, and I didn't really want to do any races at all. I, again, I got just talked into doing a 5K, a 10K. Once I'd done a 10K, um, something got me that I'd achieved, you know, something. I don't know if it's just get, get, I don't think it was getting a medal. It was just getting over that line and thinking, ah, I've, yeah, that's quite good. I feel good. Through it, I didn't enjoy it that much, having to run fast. But then I think when I did a marathon, that was kind of the thing that turned it all for me. And I really struggled to to actually do a, to sign up for a marathon. Everybody, like, once I know you're running, have you done London Marathon? Have you done London Marathon? And I was avoiding London Marathon. I just didn't want to do London Marathon. So I sort of snuck off to France um, <laughs> and did a marathon there because I didn't want to... A, I didn't want to not complete it. I, want, I wanted to complete it. I didn't want people to keep asking me up to the run, the race there, and what time I was going to do and all that sort of thing. So I just went off, just me and my wife and the kids, and um, went to France at a marathon. Really didn't know what I was doing, um, <laughs> as in to what... I, I, had a, I had trouble finding out from anybody what preparation, what to take to drink what to take to eat. I'd had all these questions I couldn't find from asking anybody that I really knew. So I went out to it a bit, yeah, a bit unprepared, I guess. But um, but I ran it and did it in three hours. I thought I'd do it in probably three hours, 40 or nearly four hours. And I got three hours and four minutes. Wow. Which I was just, yeah, I was totally shocked with myself. Um, so I, I'm guessing just, as, just by the sound of that, most of us have that horrible bit in the last 10k where we all hit the wall or struggle to get through that, yeah. what they call that second half of the marathon. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like maybe you didn't do that and that's why you've got that better time. I don't know. I think, I think I'd hit the wall halfway through <laughs> because I'd got nothing to eat or drink with me. I'd just got a bottle of water and, some, and my wife passed me odd bottles of water along the route, but I didn't, I didn't actually eat anything on that one or, or any gels or anything like that. Um, it was it was hard, yeah. But I I was really I was with a little group of people, and I just didn't want to drop off, and I just give it I give it my all, yeah. I I travelled a long way, spent some money on getting there, so I really wanted to prove something, and and after that, then I was kind of kicking myself. Well, I could have got three hours, yeah. but I was happy what I got. But then that times did start to kind of mean something to me then, yeah. Um, so I chased the, the three-hour mark then until I, I got it, yeah. Because, because you must have known, I mean, even if you're looking at a 340 marathon or, yeah. originally and then you're coming out to get a 304, yeah. you must have known by that point, even though you weren't chasing times, even though you were doing, doing it for fitness, enjoyment, company, etc., yeah. you must have known that you were capable of running reasonably quickly. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I guess in theory I knew I probably could do that, but... 
I just didn't think it would happen. I thought some. I really think some thought something would go wrong. I thought I'd be injured, or I just yeah. And I, and I didn't. I didn't know. I, didn't, I had nothing, nobody. I, there was nobody to really talk to that I knew. I'd done any marathons. The only, the only um, advice I got from somebody. I was desperate to know what to eat on the morning before. The little things like that that you can find now everywhere on the internet. But the only advice I got was from somebody and he just told me to eat as much porridge as I could until I, until I felt sick. Well, what advice is that? <laughs> you know? I like anyone, anyone listening, porridge is good, but not until you're sick. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, and I do eat porridge, but, so I did take a porridge pot and eat that. And I, and I, I was in France, I had a croissant, but that was it. And, and as to kit, I was running in, believe it or not, a pair of Lidl's trainers that cost me eight, eight quid. And, they did the job. So there's another thing there, it proves, do you need all the kit? Put your vapour flies away, just exactly. get down little. Exactly. And do you know, if I could still get that, <laughs> they've kind of discontinued. If I could still get, I wish I'd bought 15 pairs of them because they were brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, things have progressed a little bit since then. But times, you know, in reality, of times come, and you know, I'm not going to lot more in time, but it, it proved a lot of things, I think, that you you don't always need the kit and the food, maybe, from my point of view. You know, you, you can do it quite basically, yeah, yeah. Which is something that's really good about running, isn't it? You know, that basically at the end of the day, it's get a pair of trainers on, even if they're just yeah. from Lidl and get out and do it. But yeah. but I just want to concentrate for a little while on, on the marathon. Yeah. And, and because presumably once you thought, oh, I can hit that three hours, you did go and do a little bit more research and find out. Yeah. And, and I think it might be good to tell people what you did at that point because they may be asking the same questions that you were on that first marathon yeah yeah I I I then kind of wanted to get under because everybody would say to you then oh you nearly got three you know and then it sort of clicks oh yeah if if only I hadn't have done this or little things like thinking well if I only hadn't give that those kids a high five you know you're thinking things like that and then you're thinking no actually that seconds or but you think well maybe if I did take a gel or something would that have helped or if I'd thought about drinking more um so then I did start to think about that more um and then just did a few more basic stuff like 10ks just just entering a few 10ks to get the speed up with those um and not a lot more I didn't change the kit a lot I still ran in my little trainers for, for quite a few <laughs> things and progressed to actually then to decathlon trainers which were, were fine for me um, but didn't do too much more I think I probably just paced it a bit better than I did before kept my eye out for the pacemakers and tried to keep with them or just in front my, my way was just to keep in front of them but I still made a few mistakes along the way. I think one of the next ones I did was Milton Keynes, and I made a big mistake there, um, running with a pacemaker, um, and I knew nothing. I didn't know what negative splits meant. Yeah. I just didn't know. And, and, I, and I just ran with a pacemaker and his little group, and they ran at a, a kind of a slower pace for the first half, and then they just said, right, we're going to push the second half that's I think that's not that's not proper pacing you shouldn't be doing negative splits when you're pacing a marathon no he, he ran yeah he ran the first half and I just they just sort of went off on the second half and they just hit me and yeah. I just I was just left and in my mind my mind just dropped and 
I just thought, well, they've gone. Um, and I really struggled with that one, but, but did it, but didn't get what time I thought I would. So from then on, I just decided, you know what, I just do my own thing, just rep. Yeah, I, every time, and I still do it, I still run too fast when I go off on a marathon. I get caught up in the crowd, but I just go for it and I just run until <laughs> until I start flagging. And I do flag in the last little bit, but then I just keep reminding myself, you know, this is only for a little amount of time I've got to do this. I'm not here all, all day, hopefully. And even if I have to walk it, I'm not that bothered. Yeah, yeah, I just want to, and somehow it, 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 all, it all kind of works. But the... I find the crowd or support does pull you through. Yeah, and you see, I seem to get better times on well-supported um, races. Um, yeah, now I'm not bothered about times. Uh, uh, yeah, and I, I think that that's a whole different thing when I realised at a certain age that um, I didn't need to chase times. Yeah, there's a, 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 another little story I can tell you over that. <laughs> I am going to move on to not worrying about times, but I just wanted to ask what it was like when you did finally smash that three-hour barrier. Oh yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, it was re- it was really good. I can't eat, I can't remember where I did it, but I think it was probably Paris Marathon. I did it there. Yeah, I just couldn't believe when when I, you come along and you see the time upon the on the clock, then you think it. You, you, you don't think that's for real. You're thinking, well, maybe that's the, uh, we were set off at a different time. I can't really celebrate because maybe that's not me. Um, and I think it wasn't until my wife shouted over to me, you've got it, you know, that um, it kicks in. You think, well, was it right. close? Because I know you've done sub three, but I don't know whether it was 250 or 259.59. It was, yeah, it was about, it was, it, it was actually 254. 255 or 254 and I remember now it was uh, Cologne it was Cologne Marathon Um, and I I think I only did it because I ran with a guy there I'm now friends with who's Belgium um, and I ran a lot of it with him I thought he was English actually most of the way because his t-shirt had got some English writing but yeah I ran a lot with him and together we sort of both got good times on that and that was the first time yeah that was the best time I'd got and but I actually, five, 2K before the end, went through um, one of the blow-up, um, what I thought was actually the finish. I thought I was at the finish, and I was kind of <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> celebrating already, and then realised that wasn't the finish. I'd got another 2K to do, so it was one where I dropped big time in the last 2K, but, and I really fought to, to get myself back. Um, but yeah, I got that, and I was really, really pleased with that. Yeah, at the time, yeah, yeah, it was a good, a good weekend. Yeah, and I, and it was on my birthday, so oh, it was even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, once you'd hit that time, you'd done some some other marathons and pushed for times and so on. But you, you, these days, yeah. as we've hinted to a couple of times, yeah. you're a lot more about the community side of things and just going out and enjoying running. Was there a moment where that? that change clicked or was it just a gradual thing when I got to 50 years old I I'd been reading a lot that when you get to 50 that everything kind of goes well downhill <laughs> that's what I, I I believe from things I've read you know little things whether it was just in my mind um that your muscles start to deteriorate all these all these things um and I just thought well once you get to 50 that's it time's going to drop let's just forget times and just en- enjoy it. Um, so that year, 
my wife had actually challenged me on my 50th year to do a, a marathon every month in a different place. Um, a, a, because she knows I like doing running, and B, I think she just wanted to go to different places herself to, to visit. <laughs> and it works for us, so we did that. So we went to a place in Europe, all over England, doing a marathon a month, which was strange um, because you don't know how to fit training in between. So I, I ended up running two marathons a month because I was doing my own one plus the official one. And then... I just forgot times with that. I thought, when well, I'm 50, forget times 80, just go out and run it. Summer times for the marathons were some were under, some were over three hours. So I just wasn't bothered. I was just trying to complete and trying to go through it without being injured. That was my main concern. So that year I did all those. Then the following year, um, I thought, right, that's it. Now just do races as they come, just enter things and um, forget times. Didn't look at... It was the first time I'd bought a... No, I hadn't got, even got a watch now. I was doing everything on um, phone, recording um, runs on Strava. So the following year, I think I had a London Marathon then. And bizarrely, I got my best time ever at London Marathon the following year. And any races I did that year, I got, I think, my best times. I'm not sure why, whether it's anxiety... Just that's relaxed a bit more. Relaxed, not, just not worried about it. And I told myself that year, I'd done London a couple of times already, and I've not actually looked around. People had said, oh, well, what about when you went through, you know, and you saw the shard? I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything on those races. I was looking down, ahead. I was so... So, so just very quickly, yeah. and she'll kill me for telling yeah. this story, but um, my wife and I did the Edinburgh Marathon, yeah. and after, I don't know if you've done that one, but yes, um, yeah. uh, you yeah. may remember that yeah. you, you go along a big long path and then you sort of come into this area it's like a manor house yes. and you go past this huge yes. manor house you literally run under it, under it. Uh, and at the end that we were talking about various bits on the race and I said to Michelle oh what do you think of the manor house that was pretty impressive and she went what manor house yeah. <laughs> it's literally impossible to miss so it does happen yeah, yeah. exactly it. yeah yeah so yeah so with that I, I, I kind of said on that one I'm going to look around I did I looked around enjoyed it at the start People were fussing about times, asking me. I said, I just want to finish it. I've no, I've no desire to get any time. It'd be great if I can get near three hours. But yeah, I just ran around. Just with a standard watch on. Didn't have my phone. Yeah, and got my best time ever on that one. So, And then, quite bizarrely, two weeks later, I went out to Belgium with my son. Just, just for a bit of fun to do the Great Breweries Marathon. He did the half and I did the marathon there. And I, I was, I think, one or two minutes away from my London time on that. And it was more of a trail run. And that was like a few weeks later when I was still feeling it. So, yeah, I think it probably proves a lot of things wrong about everything I was doing. Um, yeah, it just makes you think, you know, yeah, just to go out, really enjoy, enjoy yourself. Yeah. And that's what I try and tell other people. Just don't worry about times and... When it comes down to it, what are you doing it for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you're doing the the practice runs that you do now, you, um, you you're out with other people. It's very much not about times at all. No, no, no. no we just go out and enjoy it. Um, we just between us sort routes out, go to wherever's areas. You know, we we take it in turns where we do our routes. Um, we choose different routes, and yeah, we don't worry about times. We're all different paces. We all want different things out of our running. 
if I, if I want to do that, um, if I want to get some speed in or do something hilly or a bit harder, then, you know, I'll just go on my own ones and, and do that. <laughs> Are you still part of a, of a, of a running group? Yeah, I've, I've, I've joined another running group, Birmingham Swifts now. I thought I needed to be in a, gr- a running group of some sort, so I've joined them. Um, I like their whole ethos towards running, so I'm a member of that club. I've not actually been with running yet with them, because I've only been joining with them a few months, so I'm hoping to go soon. But other than that, I've just got my own little running group that's unofficial. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So I'm, I am a member of a, uh, an official group as well. Yeah, yeah. And and do you do park run or anything like that? Are you involved in any of, of those running activities that we all look I, at every now and again? I used to do park runs. I haven't done one for a while because we tend to do our our little group does our things on Saturday mornings. So yeah, I can't get to park runs. Um, and I'll be honest, part I find park runs and ten k's now quite quite difficult because of this. You know, well, I don't have to go fast in them, but kind of want to go as quick as I can to see what I can do and I'm not sh- I enjoy the atmosphere I enjoy the people there and everything about it but I don't enjoy going so fast anymore uh, it's bizarre I, I actually find doing a, a longer marathon or an ultra easier than doing a 10k uh, people think that's a bit crazy but yeah, I just don't... It's the speed I'm not enjoying so much. Well, I think there is truth in that because you go... I mean, 5K, it's it's clearly not a short distance, no. but you do feel that for most of it, if you want to run your fastest, and that, that really doesn't matter whether you're doing a 16-minute or a 50-minute 5K, you're kind of running your fastest or run walking your fastest yeah. all, all the way around. Yeah. Whereas with the marathon, and certainly with an ultra, I think, yeah. not that I've done one, but I've spoken to lots yeah. of people who have, you, 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 you moderate yourself a lot more, you find a pace that works all the way around, and so yeah. it's, a different, it's a different kind of pain. Yeah, 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 and I, th- and I think as well with the park runs, you can usually see who's ahead at the front. you can usually see the whole group that are in it and you if you've got that um mentality where you want to be up there um you're kind of chasing down to try and get to the front and yeah it's it's <laughs> i've found it's not a great thing i i'm fine at the end of it but during it i'm just thinking what what am i doing <laughs> what, what am i doing when i'm breathing yeah heavily but then again, I suppose it's good to, to go out and do it now and again and, and to sort of um, have a blast out, you know, and uh, it kind of uh, gets you back to if you want speed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I recommend it for other people to do, definitely, yeah, yeah. And it's, all, it's a great thing to do, yeah. And, uh, but I haven't been for a while, but uh, I'll, I'll probably be going to one soon and to, to have a go, yeah. <laughs> and I know that at the moment, I, I saw recently that you, you won at least one race. I'm not going to remember what it is, but you'll probably be able to tell me. But what, what's it like, particularly as somebody who didn't get into running until they were in their 40s, didn't think they'd like it at all, yeah. <laughs> didn't like it at all, and then suddenly you're, you're, you're winning races. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. They can't, the ones I, I tend to come, if, if I come up high in it, uh, are the trail ones. So I think it's probably telling me something uh, about what I'm kind of uh, good at. Um, and I'm liking the trail races more. And yeah, I, I don't, again, I don't always go out to win. I just go out, I, I kind of think, well, if I could get in the top 20, I'd be really happy. And there's so much that you can go wrong on, well, not go wrong, but there's so many things on the trail races that are different I mean you've got to negotiate farmers gates styles holes in walls trees down 
all sorts of things. So time goes out the window. It's really a bat, just a battle against sometimes against nature and the land, you know. And that's what I like. I just like the challenge of the whole thing. And some of those races, you you don't actually go off together. You're going off on that particular one you're talking about. Um, we were set off every ten minutes. So I was set off probably three quarters of the way through the, the group. So you don't actually know, position-wise, where you are, you know. And sometimes you don't even see anybody. So you're running, a lot of it's on your own. Um, so I did, I did actually run that with a couple of people. I went wrong twice on it, because um, you're following a, a GPX map on your watch. So I went wrong twice. I actually did two kilometres more than I should have done. <laughs> um, and still ended up coming first somehow. It's just a challenge. And, I, and you, uh, like I say, you don't know where you are. That's a good thing. So I'm thinking in my head, well, there must be loads in front of me. But I was actually shocked with that, that I had come first. I was I was well pleased with it. Yeah, very pleased. But, uh, yeah, it's just nice to do something like that. But it's, it's more of a, a challenge. It's a, more of a time challenge. I think it's endurance rather than anything else with it. And it's just... Yeah, just battling through, yeah, and eating a lot of custard creams along the way. <laughs> well, that's awesome. If you could, I mean, that's much better than eating porridge till you're sick, isn't it? You can you chill out and have a few custard creams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've obviously done a lot of road races, a lot of marathons, you're doing a lot of trails, and I think you hinted that that's your, your favourite now. What's the, the difference between the two, and uh, does it come down to a massively different skill set? Yeah, I've, I was finding with I've been finding with road. I enjoy, I still enjoy road races and marathons, but there's a lot of people really into their times on road races. I did learn, I did Manchester Marathon last year, and I just stood there looking around, and, and the commentator was kind of killing time at the start. He just set out just to make conversation. Um, hands up, who's not wearing Nike vapor flies? And um, I think to hands went up and, and I just looked around and I just thought yeah okay that's sort of saying something and then everybody was fussing about the times asking me and I, it's the first time on a road run that I've stood down and thought I don't know whether I want to be here I, I, I wanted to be there I wanted to do it but there was something clicked so I just thought I don't know I'm not sure this is where I want to be so um, I did it and I enjoyed it I got a good time but then I was straight back into trails I, I just I, th- I just like the whole thing. I like the the views. You know, when you run up the top of a mountain, you, you, you can just turn around and think, wow, this is what I've done it for. Yeah, and you might lose you a minute doing that, but <laughs> who cares? So I've just found, yeah, everything about it. It's more of a challenge because you just don't know. You could go one day and it could be perfect conditions and you get, yeah, you might get a brilliant time. You could go next time and be 20 minutes off because you're running through bogs up to your... Sometimes up to your knees, yeah, and you're just, you're just fighting weather and everything. And I just like that. I think I like that element of, not of danger, well, sometimes it can be dangerous, but just that extra thing that you're, you're going against, that Mother Nature is sort of hitting at you, in, especially in the winter, or even in the summer when it's hot. Yeah, I've done, I did one last year, and we were running in that sort of 40 degrees temperature, yeah, and it's a whole different scenario then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw a, a, a little video on Twitter which someone 
very cruelly put up of their friend doing a race and, and they'd actually sunk up to their waist in one of those bogs and yes. had to be pulled out and then had to run like another yeah. half marathon afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done, I've done that. I've been, I've run along Yorkshire, the tops of Yorkshire moors and one minute you're, you're, you're in puddles and next minute it just, it literally goes up to your knees. It's quite shocking actually when it happens. And I've found I've fallen down gullies and ditches, and yeah, and sometimes thinking I've broken a leg or, or yeah, or my back. Yeah, so you you do you've got to be careful with it, um, and it's a it is a whole different world to road racing, definitely. Uh, so so much so um, on one of the races where I went to, my wife said at the start, I said you really need to do something about your appearance. So I said, what she said. Just look at you. Said you look like a road runner. I said, why? I said, well, everyone around you, they've either got a beard, they've got a tattoo. Well, I was going to say, do you have no beard at all? It's, it's, you were really letting down the trail and ultra community. You've got you've, you've got no bandana. You, you just don't you just don't look cool. And uh, oh, thanks very much. And I have a laugh with people about that. And it's pretty much true when you, you look at it. But I've still not yeah I've still not got a tattoo. Beard, but I'm still and and sometimes I've been to those races and that you've been to, I've been to some kind of the fell and trail races and they they hear your your accent and ask where you're from and they they kind of jokingly laugh oh you're from the flatland the flatlands and you know how do you train for the hills well we have got a few hills here that I can train on um and I've even had them look at my shoes saying are you sure you've got the right shoes to run up here and it's a bit of banter goes on as well yeah. um but yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, it's, but it is a it's kind of a I find it a different, uh, almost a different world. A bit like road biking to mountain biking. There's a there's a, a difference. I think I think there's a yeah a road running and a trail run definitely different, and they have a different sort of attitude to doing it. Uh, times just don't really matter. It's just about completing a thing. Yeah, and uh, and again, they seem to have more of a laugh than uh, <laughs> it. It seems a happier atmosphere to me but uh yeah I, th- I think that's right I mean I've just started to do a little bit of trail running but mainly I speak to a lot of people on here about ultra or trail running and and there does seem to be I mean I'm sure if you get to the very top of it it's very very serious but yes, yeah. but um it, it does seem a lot more relaxed than some road runners who are, there's lots of road runners you know we see people in the London Marathon wearing yeah. stupid costumes every yeah. year they're not yeah. taking it so seriously no. but yeah, with certain people who are looking for really fast yeah. times, there is that slightly different mindset. Yeah, 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 and I and I get that, and and that's great. You know, if if you if you want to get your times, and that's what you you want to do, I, I understand that fully. Yeah, and, and good luck to everybody, and, and I hope they get their times. Yeah, but I've just sort of I think I just realised, yeah, that I, I, why I'm why I'm running, you know, what, what I'm doing it for, and it's just for the enjoyment of just a bit of everything, really. Um, yeah, and trail running has become the thing to do for me, yeah, definitely. Are, are there any challenges left? I mean, obviously the challenge at one point was to get that sub-three marathon. You're doing very different stuff now, but are there perhaps races or distances that you've got your mind on? Or, or some of these trails are like two or three-day challenges? Or Yeah, no, I've, I, I just don't... I, I like doing ultras. That's my thing at the moment. Anything more than the marathon, I enjoy. Um I'm not sure I could do the big, long, two or three-day things. I don't know whether I'm built for that. I'd, I'd, I'd like to, but they're still, they're still kind of scaring me a little bit. If I'm honest, it, it, the whole thing scares me a little. But no, I, I just enjoy... I, I enjoy going to other countries, actually. Uh, 
in kind of Europe and doing different races, just running with different people. Uh, although I know there's a, a language barrier, but it doesn't it doesn't seem to be a barrier in running. We still I can still be running. I don't know in wherever I am in Italy or and be running with people, and we still manage to talk about stuff with hand signals or with basic English or basic Italian or whatever. Um, and at the end, we still can have a drink and and chat about it, you know. And yeah, there's kind of no barrier between us being in a different place or different culture. And that's what I like doing. I like being in experience in different places and seeing how they do things, if they do it any differently. And, and they do sometimes what they eat and drink. It's, you know, and now they approach doing uh, hills and things like that, sometimes different to what I've seen here. So that's what I enjoy more. Um, what, what sort of differences have you seen specifically? I've seen, I've seen people drink um, in some countries taking shots of espresso coffee with with butter in the top and just thinking what on earth are they <laughs> drinking and I, I couldn't stomach myself I've seen people having shots of uh, red wine before races drinking salt water around it uh, and I mean <clears throat> cups of salt water just like seawater and I've had that and it's just been horrible but <laughs> some of them do it yeah. <laughs> and it works for them and in the trial races, they they tend to well with all the hills, they they just walk them. Even the top guys and girls at the front, you, you watch them, and they don't even attempt to run. Even some of the small hills, they tend to just just walk them. And that's a bit different to what I've seen here. Um, so I sort of take those little points and think, right, okay, I'll keep that in mind and use it here. And yeah, and it and it and it kind of works for me. Yeah, yeah. But then um, my wife did mention when we were on our last trip abroad, um, uh, doing some running, that maybe the next challenge would be to do a run in every country in Europe. So, <laughs> mate, I don't know whether that's a new challenge or not, but <laughs> thinking about it, there's a lot to do. Well, we, we, I spoke to someone recently for the podcast uh, who has done a, uh, a marathon in all 27 EU countries right, okay. obviously there's a lot more countries in Europe yeah, but uh, so that's that's the yeah. same sort of thing I suppose yeah yeah so that would probably be probably be it but uh, whether that would be my late next challenge I don't know we've got to <laughs> look at the, the cost of it I think more than yeah. anything um, and I don't know how many years just set me to do it but <laughs> it sounds like a good challenge so we'll, we'll see yeah definitely and, and just to finish off what would, what would you kind of say to anybody who's maybe coming up to their 40s, coming up to their 50s when their body is apparently going to fall apart but doesn't yeah. um, and wants to get into running? Go, go for it. Um, start off small. And, and I'd even probably, if you're not into walking, I'd start off, I think, I think the way to go if I did it again would be start off walking. I didn't walk before. But I think walking is the thing, just to get time under your belt um you can go off and you know run a 5k uh, and put yourself off i think completely if you're you, you get blisters or you get injured or you're worn out um i think if you can go out walking regularly and then just build up with some jogging and just slowly build up it's more more time out even with people going into marathons the first time i think sometimes you could just go out and walk for that amount of time or do a run and do a bike ride for the amount of time rather than do it all running. Um, 
and just build up very, very slowly, yeah, and, and not necessarily go and buy, buy all the best kit. Just start off with what you can afford, because you, you don't really need it. Just buy trainers that feel comfortable for you, whatever they are. Um, and yeah, just start off small. Uh, and get if you can, get in with a group of people that are like-minded, that are not going to push you too much, but, but push you a little bit, so you do progress. Um, and then if you are enjoying it, enter a race. Um, a lot of people are put off by races, but enter one anywhere, wherever you think. Uh, and like I did, if you don't want people to know about it, just don't say anything. Keep it quiet, just enter a race a bit sneakily and just go and do it. And then see then, either it'll bite you or, or you won't like it. Um, and yeah, just do it gradually, I think is the word. Yeah, just don't go too hard. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of groups out there, like you say, park runs, and there's lots of groups now set up that you can, and running groups as well, and running clubs are great yeah, to get into. Yeah, yeah, so definitely, yeah, give it a go anyway. And if you don't like it, well, we move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope everyone who's listening to Running Tales is at least uh, liking running to, to some degree anyway. But, uh, Aidy, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate your time. OK, thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to Aidy for joining me on Running Tales. If you enjoyed his story as much as I did, please give us a positive rating or review wherever you listen to the podcast. It is a cliche, but it really does make a difference. If you enjoy what we do on the podcast, you'll probably also enjoy our newsletter and website on Substack. It contains a host of articles and you can subscribe to get full access sent direct to your inbox for just £5 a week. We also have a three membership which will give you access to weekly updates. Simply visit runningtails.substack.com to get even more from your Running Tales experience. Thanks for joining me on Running Tales this week. We'll be back next time for what incredibly will be our 100th episode. See you then.